Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back. Another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by thesports.com. As always, Jim Parkins here with Norman Quarantin. Norman, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good. We're uh, going to bang off two uh, Banger Bros style <laughs> Drew McIntyre Sheamus podcasts. Uh, we did one for the Royal Rumble and Raw Review. Now we're going to be talking a little bit of news. So uh, typically when people listen to this podcast, these episodes don't come out as fast as we are doing it this week. Um, but there was so much to talk about. We figured, you know what, might not be a bad idea to split this into two different shows. So we're going to take this opportunity right now to talk about a little bit of news in the world of WWE and AEW. And there's plenty of it because, like we said, just finished Rumble, headed towards WrestleMania. We've got Elimination Chamber coming up in just a couple weeks. Like, it's pretty quick, the turnaround mm-hmm. between these two pay-per-views. So lots to chat about. Um, let's start where you want to start. Is there a story that has caught your attention either out of the Rumble since the Rumble, just heading into WrestleMania, where do you want to start? No, I did want to mention uh, Pat McAfee coming back real quick and people not really uh, apparently not having no idea that he was going to be there or and definitely not having any idea that he was going to be on commentary. Uh, I thought that was a real cool moment. I like Pat McAfee. I can see why people find him a little bit annoying or grating, but I definitely... And actually, I think this is a really good position for him where if he just shows up at the big pay-per-views, uh, almost has like a sort of retro golden era WWE vibe to it, you know, where they would have people come in and commentate for special special events, uh, but they wouldn't necessarily be on the the weekly programming. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, and also, you know, I do think that uh, Corey Graves and Pat McAfee being on the same in the same booth isn't uh, very beneficial to Corey Graves. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was pretty fun. You know what, though, to Corey Graves' credit, he does a good job of coming off as though he's just absolutely flabbergasted that they would even consider bringing Pat McAfee back when everybody, including Corey Graves, knows 
the value that McAfee brings to that commentary table. And if you're not a Pat McAfee fan, then you should probably just take a look at why you like the certain announcers that you like. Like, are you the type of person who absolutely has to have a Moro Ronaldo sitting there and calling every single move and technically speaking, every term like an Excalibur does with AEW? Like, what style of announcer do you like? Because there's room for all of that, right? Mm -hmm. You've got Michael Cole calling the storyline in the matches. You've got McAfee losing his mind in Mm -hmm. terms of emotional reactions. You've got Corey Graves, who's supposed to sort of be the heel, the old Bobby the Brain. Um, the old Jesse Ventura. That's, that's being very generous, but yeah, uh, you yeah. know, what? I'm not saying he's on the same level. No, but no, that's no, the idea. Sure. Yeah, that's his, the role he's. That's he's his playing. role, yeah, right? Yeah. He's supposed to be the sort of the bad guy mm-hmm. coming in and and siding emotionally with the heel characters. That's these guys all have their place. Like that's yeah. that's the idea. That's why it works. That's why you have two or three people on the booth so that you have those differing opinions and mm. they can argue with each other. Right? right? Like Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the idea. So. Um, you don't have a space for Pat McAfee and what he brings and just how hyper he gets. Yeah. Uh, as you would if you were a fan losing your mark, your you're marking out for something. Yeah. Because uh, that's all McAfee is. He's us. Right? Yeah. He's a really rich version of us. Like, And I mean, the role that he played, actually, like, I, I think um, he came he came in and acted as if he hadn't been paying attention to the product since he left. Um, and there are people who only tune into WWE for the Ro- for Royal Rumble, for SummerSlam, for WrestleMania, for Survivor Series, for the big, the big historic pay per views. And if he's only if he's going to come back and just commentate and be a commentator on all of those pay per views and p- fulfill that same role, there are going to be a lot of people watching that are going to actually benefit from that because he's going to be asking the same questions that they they are. So uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Well, and he breaks down a lot of the things that they used to never, it was all taboo in WWE. Like he mentioned when Chelsea Green debuts, he's like, the internet was right. The internet's not always right. But in this case, the internet was right. And he was talking about the rumors. Like he talks about the stuff that WWE avoided at all costs before. Like Mm -hmm. he, he hears what we hear. He knows he only is able to keep up with the product. I mean, he's got an inside track, obviously, because he works there and he can get those interviews and he talks to those people on a regular basis. But his probably keeping up with the product is the same way that a lot of us keep up with the product, which is by going on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's doing that, then he's he's speaking our language for a lot of fans who get most of their news from that stuff. So it's good to have that perspective because there are definitely that group of fan out there who thinks the way that McAfee thinks and they get super excited about wrestling. They follow the dirt sheets. They read all the news and rumors and that's how they get their stuff. So mm. uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think Pat McAfee being back was awesome. There was talk that he had confirmed he was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. They had asked him to do it, and he had thought he was going to do it, and then he let them know that, you know what, I'm not really ready. Like, I'm just not in shape. I don't want to disrespect. He's like, I could have done a couple minutes. He's like, I absolutely could have gone in there and done that and been eliminated. He's like, I just didn't want to disrespect it and take a spot from somebody else, so I ended up doing commentary, which mm-hmm. I think was the better decision. Like, yeah, I, yeah. But I like that, too. Um, Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Some of the appearances that we saw at the Royal Rumble, we don't necessarily know yet if they are full-time employees back with WWE. I'm speaking speaking specifically about Nia Jax. She comes in at number 30 in the Women's Royal Rumble. We have not heard anything about her since, other than WWE made a T-shirt for her, (laughs) which I thought was interesting, because why do you make merchandise for a person? One, you cannot sell that merchandise at the Royal Rumble. Because if mm. you do, it spoils the surprise that Nia Jax is back. Mm-hmm. How are you going to really make any money off of it after Nia mm-hmm. Jax leaves? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a one-time appearance other than maybe being on WWE shop.com, which 
no whatever to Nia Jax. Is that really a huge demand for Nia Jax t-shirts? Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, number three, who's buying a Nia Jax t-shirt other than Nia Jax. Especially if she only comes back one time. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, so to me, I think she's probably signed. I don't know why you do that, but there's a lot of talk because she wasn't mentioned on Raw, and there's been no indication that she's coming back, that she is signed. I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. Uh, What do you think? Do you think they brought Nia Jax back on a regular basis, or this was just a one-time deal? Um, I, uh, my understanding, uh, and take this with a, with a big pinch of salt. My understanding is that this is a one-time deal. Um, so yeah, but you never know plan things change. So yeah, I'll just, I'll just say that. (laughs) Yeah, that I'm, I wouldn't be sad if that were the case. I think you could get a mini run out of Nia Jax, the way that they played the storyline off at the Royal Rumble, like nobody wanted her there. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at her like, what the heck are you doing here? And then they all work together to eliminate her. They all forgot they hated each other for a minute. And then they just got rid of her. Center packing. Everybody's like, hey, goodbye. The Nana Nana song. And she's playing it up like, oh, yeah, try me. Like, she, you really could probably get a little mini run out of this, even if you finished it off at Elimination Chamber. Right. Use her mm-hmm. to put somebody over. But having said that, there's too much of a history there for me with Nia Jax. I think her work didn't get any better. It actually got worse. I think her reputation to the fans and some of the stuff she did with Charlotte in the ring there, which was apparently a shoot of some kind. I think that didn't help. I just think she was publicly whatever about her release and really kind of ragged on WWE after it happened. I just am a little surprised that they even considered bringing her back. I didn't, I'm not sure why they felt that that was something worth doing, but Mm. you never know i guess we'll find out on smackdown yeah and then another thing i thought uh might be worth talking about we mentioned in passing and a little bit in the previous episode but chelsea green being back uh yeah what do you think about that i i like it i'm very curious to see what they do the whole word here is that she's going to be and i'm assuming everybody knows what this means but that she's going to be a karen and a karen is essentially uh, the term for a female who loses her mind over the stupidest little things and tends to get caught virally on videos and gets up in the faces of people and is violent and argumentative and all of these things over something yeah. so small and insignificant. Typically a uh, sort of aff- typically an affluent, entitled white woman. Yes. Um, yeah, privileged sort of white woman who sort of doesn't seem to care about uh, anybody else's day other than her own. So that's this, the buzz here that this is the character that she's going to be playing. We saw a hint of it on Raw. She did a backstage segment with uh, Adam Pierce where she said her dressing room didn't have, what was it, something chocolate, Swiss chocolate or something. <laughs> something <laughs> she, like that, yeah. She is just not acceptable. So he's like, all right, let's go check this out. Like, it'll be interesting to see how they do this because I'm not sure exactly how far you could take it. I'm mm. not sure. And especially because typically what happens with these Karen videos is that somebody is just doing everything in the world not to clock this person, right? Mm -hmm. This lady's freaking out. She's losing her mind. Everybody's like, what is wrong with you, lady? But nobody tends to get too crazy violent. But you're in the world of WWE where if you get in somebody's face, they just punch you in the face, right? So how does that work? How does Chelsea Green get to the point where she's about to snap on somebody and the person she's snapping on doesn't just punch her? Because it's WWE, right? So I'm very curious to see where this goes because I like the idea of it, having a character who's just, feels super entitled and snaps all the time and over the most ridiculous things. But typically in WWE, everything ends in a fight. So I'm not sure where this is going to go, but Mm -hmm. Chelsea Green's the perfect person for it. She is absolutely capable of pulling this character off. 
Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I like her. She's got she's we've seen a variety of different characters from her and in, in, in different promotions. You know, typically she plays the sort of twisted, crazy, crazy chick. Um, but yeah, I like her. I think she's got I think she I think she um brings something to the WWE roster and and I think that they, they were smart to bring her back. And yeah, I think if anyone can pull off this character, she can. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see to see where it goes. No, I didn't drop that I was going to mention this prior to it's coming on here, but what did you make of Asuka's kind of coming back to the old uh, Japan character? She's got the mm. face paint. She's really creepy. Uh, I was a little surprised when she showed up on Raw with no face paint on because she got a ma- major pop at the Royal Rumble with the new face paint and the new gimmick. Even Corey Graves, he was like a child. He's just screaming. He's just like, yeah, he's like losing his mind, right? Because he mm-hmm. knows the history of the Asuka character. And a lot of fans that watch WWE might not know the history of this character. Um, but she seems to be back and sort of heelish and creepy. And she showed up with no face paint in a promo with Carmella and just goo running down her face. Like, I don't know where they're going with this. Probably sticking very close to the traditions of the old uh, Japanese character. But I mean, how exciting is this for Asuka? I think this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, she, I, don't, I wouldn't say she was desperate in desperate need of a, of a shake up or anything, but um, definitely couldn't hurt. And yeah, she, she she you know she thrives in this kind of kind of role um and yeah there's something for you know for the mark for the for the marks there for the weebs uh she's sort of um yeah reaching back into her old uh japan character so yeah it's it's gonna be fun she's gonna pull it off really well yeah um so one more thing coming out of the rumble that we should probably address is all the fun conversation that has gone on in the last 48 hours about Ricky Starks, uh, AEW star who was seen backstage with Cody Rhodes. Apparently he was there to support Cody in his win at the Royal Rumble, which as everybody knows and probably expects is going to lead to all sorts of speculation that Ricky Starks and WWE are talking, that Ricky Starks is looking to jump ship from AEW, uh, that Ricky Starks might be the next defector from AEW. I don't see any of those things happening right now. It just happened to be that a buddy was backstage, but Having said that, it's pretty rare that you see a major guy from AEW at a major WWE pay-per-view and no one's trying to hide it, right? You don't see that very often. They hang out with each other a lot, Mm -hmm. and wrestlers from different promotions will spend time together, but it's it's not usually that public, like where he's just walking around backstage with Cody Rhodes at a WWE major event. Um, So they had to wonder if this was going to probably pick up steam, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of it's yeah an interesting decision because I mean, yeah, like you know, we know we know that a lot of these guys, it doesn't. We know that they're all friends. We know that they all still talk, right? Just because someone works with WWE and doesn't mean they stop being friends with someone who works at AEW. Um. So yeah, but it is. But still, that being said, it is still interesting when they're like you know, it, I come and hang out with come and hang out at the Royal Rumble backstage with me. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, they they must have known that people were going to notice. Um, so yeah, it's certainly very very interesting for sure. I don't know if 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 um, Ricky needed to get clearance from Tony Khan. I'm sure Tony Khan didn't care. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that would really care about that. Probably just like yeah, go and enjoy the Rumble, kid. Um, but yeah, it's super interesting. You know, it's like um, it's like like patrick mahomes going hanging out uh in you know in the 49ers locker room just (laughs) for a game or something you know it's just kind of kind of interesting yeah i mean you see it's funny how it works like in some sports like there's the kachuk brothers if you follow hockey at all matthew and brady kachuk 
they play on different teams and Brady Kachuk has been very supportive of his brother. Matthew showed up at games, been in the stands, drinking beers and doing all sorts of stuff. And that always catches a little bit of attention, but people find that you know sort of funny brother supporting brother, all that other stuff. But then you go back in like WWE days, there were times when wrestlers and I am thinking of a tag team. What was the dude? They had like a, a Scottish tag team that had the kilt. Oh stuff. yeah. Those and the two dude, guys that showed up at impact, right? He got team, fired. Yeah. Yep, he got yep, fired yep. for it just for being in the crowd at an event. Right. Or when Britt Baker was on television in NXT and they had to sort of apologize for putting her on air, not realizing that they had done so or saying mm. they didn't know they had done so. So it's still a thing, right? It's one of those things where, and yes, Ricky Starks was only backstage and there was never an intention to put him on the pay-per-view or anything like that. But uh, he's just flaunting the fact that he's, there not flaunting as in like hey look at me but just he's not hiding at all <laughs> you know what i mean just out in the middle of nowhere so you know people are picking it up so it's it's interesting to see uh but it's going to lead to speculation i don't know the contract status of ricky starks i don't assume he's anywhere near leaving aw i don't know why he would want to leave aw he's got a pretty good gig over there uh they're pushing him i think they see him as a pretty bright part of their future um you never know. Like you said to me, maybe he's setting the seeds. Maybe he's having a conversation with Triple H so that at some point down the road, uh, he just wants to know if the door's open, uh, how much Triple H might be interested. Obviously, they can't talk contract, at least not legally. Um, but who knows what conversations are happening there? Mm. Yeah. What do you make of the news that Steve Austin was offered huge money, huge money to be at WrestleMania in a match? And it sounds like he said no. Mm. that he was there last year, wrestled Kevin Owens, thought he did pretty good considering he looks like he's even even better shape now. Uh, if The Rock was out and Austin was maybe the backup plan, and it sounds like he said no. Uh, I don't know if that's why they're going Cody Roman at WrestleMania 39, which has been made official by WWE, uh, but no Austin, uh, at least not in a match. I'm assuming he'll show up, but no Austin in a match. Mm. Uh, are you surprised by this? Are you happy? that he's not wrestling again. I, for one, am kind of happy he's not wrestling again. Yeah, me too. Like, he went out on such a high. Leave it like that, you know? I'm, And I think he he would agree with that. He, he, um, yeah, I'm sure he, he'll talk about this in at length at some point, but he, he went out on such a high. There's no guarantee that if he does, he can't, you, you know, you don't want to repeat, you don't want to run it back and repeat the exact same thing. And in order for him to have to do something that isn't going to, that's, in order for him to do something watchable, in terms of you know in ring work wise, he has to he he would have to do it in the similar sort of fashion to the match he had with Kevin Owens. So it's lose lose, right? You're either repeating something that you've already done and therefore it's diminishing returns, or you're going to try something different and likely fail because you know he's like a, he's always a six year old man. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think and he's we know you know let's compare him to Sting for example, Sting who who basically has a match at every mate at every AEW pay-per-view tag, almost always a tag match doesn't have a lot to do, but does bust out some really big spots. Um, I sting is in better shape than Austin and Austin's in incredible shape. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, ge- in general, if you look at their careers, uh, sting had way fewer injuries and, and way fewer serious injuries than Austin. Right. Yeah. I think when we look back at Austin's, uh, that the neck injury from the Owen Hart power driver, uh if that happens now he never wrestles again do you know what i mean yeah do you, right i feel like if if something like that happened well i don't know i'm saying that and then we you well, know we've got uh page and and, and brian danielson and <laughs> so yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah well, i i think austin probably if you put them side by side with and this is no disrespect to sting 
I think Austin probably looks the part more. Mm. He's in mm. better shape in that respect, but you're mm. right. He's not as healthy. Like he's got bad knees, bad spine, major neck. He's like, he's got a ton of problems and, and he's had a heart attack. Right. And I don't think sting has as far as I'm aware. I don't know, but St- <laughs> yeah. Sting's got the stamina. Like he's got the conditioning. He's been in the ring a number of times, uh, which was all surprised to us when he first did it in AEW because we mm. thought his career was over too, but he's proven that he can go. And Austin probably could go, but to me, Here's what I see it. WrestleMania has already, I think, sold out. They've got huge gate records already for night one and night two, WrestleMania 39. It didn't matter what the matches were. Nobody cared. Like They all bought the tickets mm-hmm. and they were going anyway. So why is it that important that Austin wrestles again? Why not just have him show up? Give him a fraction of the money that you were rumored to have it offered to him. Have him give somebody a stunner. Like mm-hmm. just have him show up, whether it's Dominic or somebody that everybody hates, LA Knight, mm-hmm. just somebody that you can be like, okay, give this, have create a WrestleMania moment. He comes out, the glass shatters, he stuns somebody, he leaves. There you go. Austin's been a part of WrestleMania 39. Everybody loses their mind. The pop is huge. You don't spend nearly as much. It doesn't have to have a match that may not go as well. You still get your moment. I don't know why you just wouldn't do that. Like mm, that, yeah. That's the direction I would go. Why spend a godly amount of money on a guy who just wrestled last year like mm-hmm. it just it doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. uh but we do know now that it's cody and roman reigns uh cody officially uh announces that he will take on roman reigns at wrestlemania 39 WWE tweeted that out that is the main event match we don't know if it's night one or night two we haven't heard anything about roman reigns wrestling a second match was there was some rumor of that i don't see that happening i assume it's just gonna gonna, gonna run with cody and roman um do you like that match? Is that is that enough for WrestleMania? Do you think that's marquee enough for what could be maybe the most important WrestleMania in WWE's history, considering mm. the rumored sale of the company? Yeah, I think so. I think it's good enough. Um, and yeah, like we said, they are going to use it to kick, kick off a new era. It certainly seems like that's the direction that they're going in. Could be wrong, but... Um... Yeah, I could see them using that as a, as a, a springboard for a new babyface Babyface on top era, and I think Cody is basically, you know, the perfect guy for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's, and I, and also the potential. No, I don't think people are really. I'm, I think that that could end up being a very, very good match, as in in terms of in ring work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious because Cody's had a string of of brilliant matches with Seth Rollins, and obviously Seth Rollins is is you know WWE's measuring stick. Uh, but Cody is Cody is when he when I he's a really good wrestler. Uh, yeah. I think people kind of forget that sometimes. He actually is a really really gifted in ring performer. Um, you know he look at the match with Dustin, um, and you know and, and many other matches. Uh, yeah, he's. I think this would. I think this could. This, I think in terms of match quality, this is going to surprise a lot of people. And I think we are going to get some. I think it's going to culminate with a big moment. I don't know. Well, that I think it's going to be a little bit more complicated than just Cody winning. I think there could be some some more uh, melodrama going on there. Maybe Sammy gets involved in some way. Maybe the Usos get involved in some way. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, one of the things I like about Cody, and this is not a knock on every wrestler in AEW because there are certainly some in AEW that know how to do this, but Corey, Cody still knows how to tell a story when he wrestles. Mm, right mm-hmm. like it's not just about the moves it's not about the high flying it's not about the match and the in-ring work even though that's super important and he's really good at it 
but he tells you the story that gets you invested in what is happening in the ring at the time. Like this look at, we talked about it on the last show, that last segment at the Royal Rumble between he and Gunther. Like you're feeling for Cody. Like when he's wrestling at that injury against Seth Rollins, you just, you're just aching for Cody the entire time. You're squeamish. You're just like, and he's already said, there's nothing else I could have done to it. I've injured it as much as I could have injured it. There was no mm-hmm. risk in me wrestling that match. Mm-hmm. Other than it probably didn't feel very good. Um, but we're just like, we're so invested in this, that he's even out there, that he's even doing this, right? We're invested mm-hmm. in the idea that Gunther is beating the tar out of his pectoral muscle with these chops. And we just feel for Cody, right? Like he's got you he brings you in that way. And there's not a lot of people in AEW did that. He did that when he was there. He'll do it in WWE when he's here. And I think that you have that match with, with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns to his credit has told some incredible stories over the last two years, like with Jey Uso and now with Sami Zayn, like he just, he's really good. So when you've mm. got these two guys telling that story in the ring, all the way leading up to it, but also with their match, I think it really has the, ability to be really something special like Mm -hmm. i i do like the idea of this match um where else should we go elimination or excuse me uh, rhea ripley and charlotte flair is officially booked now so those are the only two matches at wrestlemania 39 as we know it i'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll get more in the near uh, coming days and weeks but i'm sure i i I, if i make a prediction i think we might get sorry to interrupt if i make a prediction i think we might end up getting it looks like we might get a logan paul seth rollins match um obviously there's a lot you know a lot of uh, episodes of Raw and SmackDown between now and then, so so things could change. But it seems like they might have been setting that up at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Did, 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 you, I, did you get that vibe? Yeah, I was just going to say we should have some fun and make some early predictions because I think you're right. I think Seth Rollins, Logan Paul makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it's people. WWE, I think, and just with the way that they booked him at the Royal Rumble, WWE's figured out that people don't really love Logan Paul. Like, he's a huge draw. He's a big name. He deserves a ton of credit for how good he is mm. already. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's easy to hate, right? People just don't like him very much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have fun trying to boo him out of the building until he impresses you with something and you're like, oh yeah, he's pretty good, right? So you want to boo Logan Paul and everybody loves Seth Rollins right now. They're singing his song. He's an undeniable baby face, even though he doesn't really act like a baby face. Like I, I'm with you. I think that's a match uh, that probably happens at WrestleMania. And they teased it on Monday when they said, oh, Seth Rollins doesn't, he's his biggest fear going into Elimination Chamber because I wouldn't put him in the United States title hunt again, um, that he doesn't have a road to WrestleMania like last year. And so I think they're going to determine that one early. The other match I think we're going to see is Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Um, Mm. They teased that at the Royal Rumble with no Ray because he was injured. He's banged up against his match with Kieran Cross on SmackDown. So they just said, you know what? We'll sit it out. We can sell this anyway. So Dominic comes out with the mask you know, sort of hinting that maybe somebody's taking care of Rey Mysterio backstage so he couldn't compete. He's tearing the mask apart. Mm. I wonder if we're going to get Dom and Rey and some sort of stipulation over that mask. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, that, that I mean, yeah, it's, it certainly seems like that's where they're going. I don't know how interested I personally am in that in that match. Um, but yeah, I could see them doing that. I mean, you got to have Rey Mysterio on, if he's on the roster and he's, 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 good to go you gotta have him on on the wrestlemania card right um and then i think i don't know if we see edge and edge versus finn balor or if we get some sort of tag match um i don't know who if 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 we if who edge can bring in 
to to take on Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a tag match. I don't know yeah. if 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 that if this storyline is going to be wrapped up by the time WrestleMania rolls around. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe Randy Orton comes back for that. I don't know. What what are you thinking? Well, I what I know is it's not going to be a mixed tag. The most logical thing would be Edge and Beth Phoenix versus somebody, but Rhea's already tied up here, so that that's not happening. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor, I could see, but we've sort of already seen that storyline. Um, so Edge and Randy Orton versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Yeah, but I, I honestly, I, I don't know if Randy Orton's going to go. I yeah. just, I wonder if he's done. Like, I just, I get the sense that things are way worse than mm. people are uh, maybe letting on, or mm-hmm. nobody's mm-hmm. really said anything about him. They've sort of nixed the whole Riddle storyline with RK Bro. And they've mm. dropped any idea. They've tried to put Riddle with other people. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they do. Uh, speaking of tag matches that I do think will happen, though, I think we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Um, and I, I wonder if those two win the titles off the Usos at uh, WrestleMania. We don't know what's happening with Jay yet. It looks like he's uh, potentially not on the side of the bloodline. Uh, Roman Reigns gives him an ultimatum, says you're either bloodline or you're not. And then apparently Jay says, "Well, I'm out." But this could be a swerve. Um, mm-hmm. I could see that happening and we get that tag match, which WWE probably wanted uh, from the very beginning before Sami Zayn got uber popular. Um, I could see that happening for sure. Um, Elimination Chamber is going to set all that up for us though, right? We've mm. got some of those qualifying matches happening. We know who is once for the United States Championship with Austin Theory going to be in there defending the title, which I think is always crazy for a champion to want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the women's qualifier for the chance to face Bianca Belair. Now is Bianca Belair in that match or is the winner just get a shot at Bianca Belair? Do you know? Uh, the winner gets a shot at Bianca Belair. At so she's not in the elimination chamber. No, herself. I don't believe she's in, in the yeah. actual match. So, and this is always kind of weird, right? Because yeah, with the elimination chambers, it's kind of like, do you want it to be if, you know, it's such a, such a, impo- you know, such a big match, such an imposing structure, such a big deal. Um, do you want it to be for a title or do you want it to be, you know, for a number one contenders spot? You know, they've done it before. Um, I mean, I kind of like that the US title is being defended in it, I guess, kind of elevates the title a little bit. It makes it seem like it's worthy to be defended in an elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the women's one is just whoever wins gets a shot at Bianca at Mania. So that's fine, I guess. Um, and the chamber do... six people, six competitors, right? Yeah, two, two start and then there's one in each. Okay. The reason I asked that question about Bianca Belair is because they've got the qual they've got four women that have already qualified. It's the four final ladies who were in the Royal Rumble. They're having a match next week to determine one more person in the match. That's five. Who's six? Um, like, is it some sort of swerve surprise here? Like, are we getting a comeback of some kind? Somebody are they going to have another qualifying yeah, match? I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing right now they're have... only the winner of that makes spot number five. Yeah, I'm guessing they're just going to have another qualifying match. But yeah, I assume, yeah, I imagine there would be, you know, that they'll they'll fill it up before the yeah. event arrives. No, I'm sure they will. But mm. I'm just wondering how they're going to fill it. Like, are they leaving a spot open for some sort of surprise? Yeah, it could or, be. Yeah, like that'll be very interesting to see what they do there. Because there's been tons of people who they've speculated might be back. Um, don't really know. You were going to say something. I think I cut you well, off. Well, I, I was going to say, I just, I just hope that they stop doing uh, a, they, they, they stop doing an elimination chamber as its own pay per view and just make it uh, a match that is u- utilized when absolutely necessary. You know, like like the old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think that's uh, that's something else. Anything else we're missing? Like we're trying to talk and keep up with all the 
all the news here. Uh, well, I would say we can quickly run through the Dynamite card. Uh, we're recording this on uh, the, the, on Tuesday before the uh, the uh, fe- February first. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite. So we have uh, Darby Allen, Samoa Joe running it back in a no holds barred TNT title match. Um. We got Hangman Page and John Moxley again. Uh, we also have Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet for the TBS title. I'd say that's I'd say that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can predict who's going to win that one. Yeah, and then we've got Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher, which you know that should listen, be a good match. Yeah, that should be a really really good match. I'm excited for that. I, I I'm I'm a big Timothy Thatcher fan fan. Obviously a big that Brian Danielson fan. So that should be a really good match. There's going to be some red chests after that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you, th- how do you feel about the fact that AEW puts these matches on a lot? Like we've got some really good, what could be, if you're a real fan of good in ring wrestling or styles, meeting styles, and I don't mean styles as an AJ, but I mean, styles of wrestling, um, meeting certain styles of other wrestlers. They do it a lot. You should give them credit. They do a very good job of mixing these people up. We're like, Oh, that's going to be a good match. But they don't promote it all that well. Like, we've got Danielson and Thatcher. We've known for about a week, maybe a week and a half, that this match was probably going to happen. Uh, but that's about it, right? They bring mm. these people in. I don't know what the status of Thatcher is. Is he signed? I don't think he's signed, is he? Mm, is, is he just like a one-time coming in and doing this thing? Like, they do it a lot, and their matches are great. But it kind of is done at the expense of some of the roster. So, yeah. I, I like, how do you feel about that? Do you, do well, you have the- an issue with that? Yeah, I do, and I so and look, let's make it very clear right now uh, that I love AEW. I'm a big AEW fan. I enjoy overall. I genuinely, generally enjoy uh, their the product, um, but I do not think that Tony Khan is infallible. Uh, there's a lot of room for improvement in the way that he books his product, and one of those things is bringing in. Bringing, signing someone new and immediately putting them, not even signing, bringing in slash signing someone new uh, and immediately putting them in a TV match with an established star where they're, they're almost always going to lose, right? We've we've seen it before. We, you know, um, they did this with, um, with Bobby Fish. They did this with, um, uh, what's his name? AR, AR Fox, right? Yeah, um, they yeah. just, they've done it. What they do is they bring in a lot of people that Tony Khan knows that really avid wrestling fans who watch independent wrestling, who watch international wrestling, who watch a lot of other promotions, know that these people are really good. And so Mm -hmm. he brings them in and he pops them in with a a match, often Danielson, um, who is also really good. And so he says in his head and on paper, he's like, this is going to be really good. These fans are going to love this. Mm-hmm. That's as far as the thinking goes. Yeah, definitely. He never, he doesn't think beyond it. He's like, that's going to be a really good match. I would want to see that match. Everybody's going to want to see that match, but there's no real buildup and there's no follow up. And that, that's what I'm like. Eh. I love. I'm looking forward to the match, but mm-hmm. then what? Right, exactly. Yeah, and then what does this? So Thatcher, let's say Thatcher gets signed after this. It's like, okay, well, you just signed a guy that just lost his first match on on TV. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, I have a, you know some quibbles here and there with with some of the booking decisions uh, that Tony Khan makes, and you know, um, but room for improvement, I guess. And overall, I enjoy the product. I'm looking forward to this show. You know, uh, 
a couple of these, you know, we've seen a few of these matches before, you know, Danielson, I mean, uh, Hangman and Moxley and Alex Darby, Allen and Samoa Joe, but, uh, you know, there's no reason for them to believe that those won't be any good. Yeah. Uh, the, the acclaimed is going to be in action as well. And then we've also got um, a Takashita versus uh, Takashita versus Brian Cage. I don't know if Brian Cage is the best opponent for someone like Takashita, but Takashita is so good. I'm sure, I'm sure it won't matter. Yeah. And they're pushing Brian Cage a lot. And we're hearing that he's his, contract situation in aw is not a certainty so i'm very curious by that because he's had some pretty solid opponents with some pretty solid matches and he's getting some tv time here Mm -hmm. and for the longest time he wasn't getting any and Mm -hmm. he was getting a it was a big beef of his yeah they didn't have anything for him to do now all of a sudden they seem to have a lot for him to do but the questions around his contract are out there so Mm -hmm. i'm curious by that to see what the plan is if he's got another contract we don't know about if they're working to get him to sign another contract and they're giving him some favorable tv time to convince him to do so or if they just are like yeah well i don't know and if that's the case then it's like you gotta imagine he's gonna win this match but then i don't know if that's i don't know if having uh takashita you you know lose on tv is smart uh he's extremely popular and you know it has a lot of momentum behind him but yeah i don't know guess we'll see Yeah. yeah It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a good show, uh, especially in ring action wise. Even though we've seen some of these matches, like you said, uh, still going to be fun to watch if you're a wrestling fan and like watching the action. So that'll be good. All right, well let's uh, let's cut it off there. We covered quite a few topics. I think there's going to be tons more to talk about coming out of SmackDown and Dynamite here this week. Uh, we're only a couple weeks away from Elimination Chamber, so there's going to be plenty coming hot and heavy here in in wrestling. So we'll get the chance to follow up with all of those things. On the Sportster, uh, Norman, thank you very much for uh, doing this again. Nice one. All right. Talk to you, everybody, uh, next week with another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by thesportster.com. Take care, everybody. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.